0: Thinking like the crowd and doing the conventional things won't get you to great places if you do things that are wild that are different that uh, are maybe more interesting and also more hazardous and uh, and adventurous you will get in great places in life I think
1: exactly Mm. I I really love your statement I really really find it really thank you very much exactly to the point Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to another episode and welcome again to the podcast believe it or not this is the first episode of 2023 and it has to be special and for this specific reason i've got one of the special guests here in bahrain He's none other than Sheikh Muhammad Ashur. First of all, thank you for making time to be here in the podcast, Sheikh Mohammed.
0: Thank you very much for having me. And it's uh, an honor to be, you know, the first video for uh, 2023. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Sheikh, before we
1: uh, just to go into this podcast and just to know you more and to the audience know you more about you. I'm really thrilled to know your story Um, and when I mean your story, I mean to say where you started and where are you at the moment. But let us take some time to to go and talk about
0: uh, your beginning. And when I say your beginning, I mean your. Yeah, see, um, to me, um, I think my story is uh, very lengthy because I've been on this earth for uh, about uh, 30 uh, years now, as you have so. Um, maybe let's say, let's put the story at uh, the beginning of the days in which I felt the urge to study uh, religion and to go forward as someone who wants to provide the services in Bahrain. Hmm. So um, I've been maybe uh, thinking about this for a very long time, but the actual time in which the change has happened was when I was 17 years of age And I had a simple project uh, to try to improve the learning experience, religious learning experience in this village, uh, Salad village. And uh, suddenly I found myself very fond of this, um, you know, uh, area of work and I was so interested and intrigued. Uh, But Mm. uh, either ways, I decided to continue with my university studies and finish them first uh, before I go into uh, in-depth religious studies because even though i had a passion but i still had to find something to fall onto in case i found out later on that this passion um, is not uh, practical for me at least so um basically that was the pr- turning point so so meaning
1: to say when you when you, when you had said that now when you graduated mm-hmm. 70, 17 years old then wh- when you were in high school what was your study what was your aim were you, were you uh-huh. knew that at some stage, you going to be, where are you at the moment?
0: Uh, no. Uh, see, I am not the sort of person that would conventionally go into religious studies. I had many other interests, um, especially academic interests. You know, okay. basically, I even was thinking about going into, uh, law or medicine and I was very intrigued to go into those two. But, um, uh, you know, I was very outgoing and I think that I still am. And uh, what happened is that at that time period that you are speaking of at 17 years old, no, I I had no idea that I was actually going to go into this field and I felt uh, detached, um, if I could say, from um, such area because I... And so many, I think, of the viewers think likewise. We think that there should be a conventional type of um, personality that goes into this field. And I did not feel that I fit, you know, within those parameters. Mm. Um And so... I did not see this coming, uh, basically, but then I found it as a calling, as something that I must do, not something that I should do, but something that I must. So it's even on a higher level. And when it came to that, uh, you know, when uh, push came to shove, I decided to basically go ahead and follow my newfound passion. And I think it worked out uh, great, at least from my perspective.
1: But uh, b- before you do this, before you do this, let us talk through your beginning. So mm. you started in in, uh, in a school.
0: Yes, Abdurrahman Khan International School, yes. Oh, so it's a private gen- school. Okay, okay, so it yeah. was
1: a private school. And, yeah. and at the day, what was, like, in, the, in terms of subjects, in terms of this, what was really...
0: Oh. Um, Actually, you know, in Bahrain, you know, there are like uh, specialties in which you could join in high school. Exactly. You know, um, either you want to go into languages or, uh, for example, you want to go into sciences, etc., or you want to go into the industrial field. So... What we had in school is actually you chose the subjects that you had and the subjects that I chose mm. uh, do fall into the category of sciences. So basically I focused on physics, chemistry, biology, mathematics, wow. et cetera, yeah. And um, there I had the chance to study actually in Abdurrahman Khan International School, the IGCSEs and also the IBs in which both I got, uh, Alhamdulillah, you know, uh, God willing, I got um, merit and wow. yeah, and I, I was very happy to have these courses as an addition. So basically. Uh, when I um, graduated from school, I basically had three uh, types of certifications, one from Bahrain and one uh, from Cambridge University, which was linked to the IGCSEs, and one from Geneva, which is the International Baccalaureate. That was before university, Bahrain University.
1: Wow, that's really interesting. And that's normally does not happen until unless you are really a student. Or... Uh,
0: well, uh, you get to choose, you know, even in, in our school, Uh, Mm. You either chose the normal uh, stance in which you study just the the curricula of Bahrain Mm. and um, you could choose the IGCSEs and you could also choose the IBs. So basically you opt for them. And I opted for them all, I love a challenge. So that's uh, the thing that I did. Wow, it's really inspiring to
1: say when you opt for them because you knew at that point that you have the capability to achieve all of that i mean i mean if i would have <laughs> if i would have to talk i i had said that in my first episode ever that what i have done in my high school
0: <laughs> which i scored <school> very low by <laughs> but no, but, yeah. but it was also inspirational you know, your story and mine hopefully yeah mm. yeah i'm sure so uh, what was
1: your challenges when you've done these these uh, subjects? That I'm I'm know that people sick and tired from such uh, mm-hmm. subjects. So what was the
0: difficulties that you faced? See, uh, the first thing that I know is that um, it was more difficult than I anticipated uh, in the preliminary phase. So um, mm-hmm. actually, you know, the level that we got uh, as an IB and IGCSE was much higher than the level that uh, one would get in high school. Uh, so basically it was just like a starting university, but on mm-hmm. a lower level, uh, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was quite difficult. And um, I scored much lower than I thought I would, but at the end I went around and, uh, you know, I found my you pick way. pick up the half. pace. Exactly, it's just like uh, trying, when you're walking slowly and suddenly, you know, you need to walk fast on a treadmill or something, you know, or else you'd fall. So yeah. uh, fortunately I did not fall, but uh, Alhamdulillah, I continued. Amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. and. <clears throat> I really like
1: what you have said like you literally being so honest and saying that I didn't get what I expected and then slowly slowly I started to understand in the matrix of it, understanding how my performance would be and then pick up the pace from there uh, I imagine since you were in in, in in such a curriculum and it's like it's international curriculum, were you had an experience of uh, for example some uh, you know sort of uh, projects or something like involved in, uh, in a war or something like that. I've, I think you've done something like that.
0: Yes, I, I've done actually many. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is I also participated in the Model United Nations um conference. It's like just uh, the United Nations. They g- give us basically each one a certain nation to uh, represent. And then, you know, we just try to uh, fit ourselves into, you know, whichever category we are in, like a a judge or an ambassador, etc. That was a nice experience. I also um, uh, participated. I actually forgot the name uh, TradeQuest, maybe. Uh, I think it was TradeQuest. So basically, they give us fake stocks in the market and they see how we um, do and uh we did not uh, succeed as the first, uh but we you know we learned a lot about the economy um also one of the things I participated in while I was studying at uh, those courses uh was uh the CAS program in which you would have to be um to try your best to intervene into doing good to the society and so we did uh, I actually um went uh twice to um Africa. In uh, one of the most, uh, uh, or let's say least privileged places in Tanzania and Zanzibar also. And uh, wow. it was like a humanitarian effort that the school organized. Uh, it was very nice actually.
1: Wow. It's really interesting to know. I'm, I'm, I'm really. I'm really, I would like really to dig in in that experience. Sure. How long you been there in Africa, and Tanzania um, specifically? Like
0: uh, two weeks each trip. So okay. one trip was, I I can't remember uh, accurately, but I think 2008 okay. and the other was maybe 2010. Okay. Just and before I graduated, so. Okay, and mm. what that experience, uh, what, what, first of all, what was your objective out of this ah, trip? Yes, I forgot to say that, see. There was actually some schools that needed uh, refurbishment and they needed some furniture and also some things. uh, You know, so basically we went there and we gave uh, financial aid and we also took some stuff with us uh, as donations also for the whole school. Actually, the school um, uh, put a fundraiser and also uh, not only a fundraiser, but uh, you know, like gathering some uh, articles of clothing and medicine, um, not old ones, but rather new ones. And that is refreshing to see. You know, when we go to a yeah. less privileged place, we usually take the worst things, but they took the best. And um, we had a lot of companies that were also sponsors, sponsored each student. So mm-hmm. when we went there, we actually had uh, the, the, the chance to do uh, a lot of good. So the aim was trying to refurbish schools and trying to aid things uh, i mean aid them into um, getting uh, some of the things that are not readily available maybe let's say to them so yeah basically uh, that was the general aim and we got to know to know the civilization even more uh, the people there the culture there and yeah. we lived through a, a astonishing yet uh, very very nice uh, experiences now now having
1: said that if i would ask you what this traps really evolve in yourself? What mm-hmm. this has made you? I mean, lots of people have telling me that sometimes they go to traps and especially when you, when you such, say such a thing like United, uh, I'm sure that that this experience has built something in you. What
0: did that change in your personality mm-hmm. when you were there? Yeah, well, a lot of things I could say, but um, I think the most prominent and important, uh, first and foremost, is that it taught me That you do not need money to be happy. And I know this is such a cliche thing to say. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you know, people say it always. And it's usually the rich people that say that. And, uh, you know, the people that feel less uh, inclined in sharing. But uh, really, that was the thing that happened. You know, believe it or not, I've seen that they were... Uh, not wearing any sandals, you know, like children, the elementary school, they're not wearing any sandals. They take, you know, the, the leftover bottles of oil, okay. they clean them out and then they fill them with water, which is regularly not very clean. Oh and God. they tie it to their necks and they walk around with it. It's like a canteen, they carry it around. Yeah. And, and you know, even uh, there was something that uh, was it really shook me to my core. Uh, it was like, you know, they were very, very inclined to share with us, even though they were very poor, you know, like they wanted to give us some of their water to feel like, oh, they, 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 and they called us, you know, Mazungus, which is like white Mzungus. people. <laughs> yeah, that is in Kiswahili.
1: You mean like immigrants? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That is the word that they
0: use for foreigners. You know, they were not trying to be racist at all, but, you know, they, they categorized. So we were in that category. And, you know, they tried to share with us and, and some of us were afraid, you know, on their health because uh, you don't know where this water came from, etc. But still, w- the love that we felt them giving us, not we giving them, was very great to the extent that we wanted to share this water with them and, and other th- basic things. You know, they gave us like small bracelets. I still have one, I think. So, uh, you know, they just handmade and uh, they all gave like a, a, a very nice um, uh, anthem. For mm. us when we came And I still remember Not the words Of course I don't speak Swahili Just a little bit But uh, you know I still remember The beauty of their faces And the beauty of the songs And also uh, The rhythm in which They were going It still lives within The beats of my heart I think Oh my god I think mm. this 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 experience is Is lived with you Till
1: now And it's really it changed you Right? Correct,
0: correct it
1: is. And when you came back from this trip, uh, how was the reception from your school? I mean, like other students when
0: you were sharing these oh. stories. <laughs> See, uh, they were so, uh, I don't know what uh, word other than envious to say. You know, they, they envied us because we had this experience. And basically, we had a competition who could attain a sponsor that would pay for the expenses of the trip and also the financial aid. So Mm -hmm. uh, all of us went, not all of us, most of us went Uh, with money that was given by actual um, uh, firms in Bahrain. And uh, some of them were governmental, some of them were not anyways. So we had this competition and many of us tried and failed, you know, a small minority, and I was one of them was able to go. Actually, there was a trip in between those trips that I could not go, I forgot to which country, but I think it was also in Africa. Okay. I I still believe that. So, you know, they were envious and they wanted to know all the stories and tales of whatever happened to us. uh, And and we had interesting stories stories to tell believe me who. so <laughs> yeah it it was very interesting and d- what's the difficulties that you
1: face i mean you were in africa middle mm-hmm. of nowhere and then you have to help a school and you are mm-hmm. rebuilding all of this I'm, i imagine like um, i'm not i'm not being racist but i'm just imagine someone who were uh, you know um juggle I'm not juggling like he, he's been in contact, you know, like private school normally rich people correct, only Correct or correct Predominantly let's say yeah. Yeah. So so having said that, like for example, when it's come to food or it's come, mm. you know, some people not have that strong personality correct. to to handle that st- that's that pressure correct, or correct. to live in a country there where where do you have to
0: be with a strict diet or I don't know. See, I, I would beg to differ in this because what I have seen was very astonishing to me and, and sure, I had the same, not prejudice, but the same uh, stereotypical idea that uh, we are both discussing right now until that time. Um, you know the people that went there they were in different levels of the society also you know in in matters of um, how they live, their lifestyle, etc. But still I've seen that all of them had the humility, and had the, the, the love and compassion and empathy to share. I never seen one of them, you know, like not, not using the same utensils that the others do or drink the same water or try the same food. They were actually very adventurous, you know, and uh, that was very nice to see. Uh, So I think within each one of us there lives an adventurous person that is waiting for the right experience to show himself and expose the true reality that we all are human. We are just only a little bit more fortunate. Oh, that's Mm. really
1: interesting to know. Now, having said that, um, you go back to Bahrain and you continue your study and you graduated, as you mentioned, in the beginning of the podcast with Merit. I believe Merit's meaning that... High achievement, yes. High achievement, yes. Mm-hmm. So, after that, what makes your decision for university? What makes you go to university itself?
0: Uh, see, uh, this was actually a part of a feud. Not a true feud, but uh, uh, it was like a conflict between me and my father. You know, yeah. uh, my father... <laughs> I would love to... <laughs> he, <laughs> he would also, he would, believe me. Yeah, so um, what happened is that I had the strong inclination to go and study religious studies and you know religious studies they don't give certificates uh, usually so basically I'm I would sure. be someone with a high school education if I go there directly okay uh, to wherever you go so uh, my father had another idea he said come and you know just finish your um, uh, baccalaureate and then go ahead do whatever you would like so that you'd have something to fall onto and I was not very convinced that that was the best thing for me to do Um And but then later on, you know, we had a compromise and then he understood exactly what I had in mind that when I go to study, it was not something, you know, just like uh, without any plan or, uh, or anything of the sort. No, I had a full plan and aims you know, like short-term aims, mid-term and long-term also. And Mm -hmm. when I sat with him and told him all of this, he was convinced that I truly knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Even though I still believe now that I did not have the full idea, but he had his trust in me and I had my trust in myself also and my confidence. So I tried to uh, do my best. And uh, within that compromise, I also decided not only because he wanted to, but then I also found out that, you know, I could find a good compromise in order to get the best of both worlds. So um, I studied Arabic and uh, also translation in uh, the University of Bahrain. Mm. And I graduated 2015, uh, later on in uh, the 23rd of August 2015 is when I flew to uh, uh, go abroad and study the religious studies Okay, before we,
1: before we go to the religious study thing, sure. now now having said that, first of all, y- you mentioned that you had been graduated with GS IGCSE IGSE yes. and also uh, IB. IB Correct and that allowing you to be in a higher, uh, I mean, in, in a stronger position when it's Correct. come to choosing, Correct. uh, University, et universities, universities and extra mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What made you go to Arabic language as a major? <laughs> I mean, to okay. say, having said this and with what you have just mentioned, when it's come to your, you know, when, when you're passionate and your subject Correct. and you choose different mm-hmm. types of subject And it's so like complete the shift Correct. to Arabic language What made you go for th- This a is a bit
0: embarrassing, but uh, I would say it anyways <laughs> 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 Anyway, see um, In Abdurrahman uh, Kano International School uh, May God rest his soul in peace I actually, um, you know, learned uh, Arabic and a lot of Arabic But it was Arabic literature rather than syntax And grammar. So Mm -hmm. when I graduated, I felt a weakness in syntax and grammar in myself because I spent the last three years of my education studying predominantly literature. So when we graduated, we were like writers, we were poets, we were people, we were critics because like in one year, maybe we would read three to four books in Arabic, uh, full novels, and we would give our interpretation, our, uh, you know, criti- criticism, etc. Mm-hmm. So it was a great program. but And there was also a course set for syntax and grammar, but we did not choose that, or I did not choose that. Many other from my friends have chosen the other path. I found it maybe not interesting to me, so anyways... But when I had the plan to go and study religion I knew that I had to have strong grounds in syntax and grammar and also you know uh, like um um I don't know what they call it, phonology etc so I decided to study that in a uh, university in order to aid me in as you said the great shift so mm. I did. And when I wanted to study translation as a minor, because I have Arabic as a major and in uh, translation as a minor in UOB, which is the University of Bahrain. Mm. And when I wanted to do that, they did not agree, you know, like the, the administration told me, how do you want to study Arabic and also study translation? It does not fit. And <laughs> they told me, yeah, they told me that most people that study this are English majors. Exactly. Yeah, or, or translation majors, uh, which is the basic program. So I had like uh one full month or a month and a half in which I was uh, you know going uh uh back and forth with them until they finally agreed. I still remember that uh, I actually forgot his first name, but he helped me a lot um Doctor um uh, his family name I think is uh, Abulele or something like that Abulele. yes so he really helped me out a lot in into getting to this program and I did so yeah, it turned out to be good, I think. And how long it takes you from, uh, I mean, when you say, when you have those A levels
1: and diplomas that you graduated with, mm-hmm. didn't that, uh, serve as the first foundation
0: year or directly? Uh, you see, that does not happen in all universities. And I, and in Bahrain did not. So in the UOB. So oh. yeah, so international studies, I mean, international universities. universities. Yeah. Unis over there. Uh, usually, usually they, uh, do that you know exactly, they reduce one full year yeah, and that's what I did also and I had actually some hope that that would happen to me because I always like to compact my studies in order mm. to go through to other levels so um basically uh, that did not happen yeah
1: Oh, mm-hmm.
0: that's actually it's interesting because what I knew
1: from the people I mingle with or the people yes. that I I get to know them when I was in England specifically that some of them who graduated from private school they will skip the first year for mm-hmm. university mm-hmm. just for the specific reason. Yes. I mean that's what the aim for. I it, mean. <laughs> it does make
0: sense. Yeah, it does make sense. But uh, in Bahrain, see. Um, our uh, ministry of education has uh, different sets of rulings when it comes to these things, especially when transferring from another university to Bahrain or uh, uh, Bahrain, which we call yeah. an Arabic, uh, like uh, having a certificate that exactly. So basically what happens is they're a bit strict here when mm-hmm. it comes to this uh, somewhat. So maybe that was the reason I'm not really sure.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I can imagine when you, when you were asking this and then like,
0: I've done extra diploma and I have done this and this and then yeah. I eventually <laughs> I
1: can't even use it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it was beneficial on a, on a, let's say academic level and a professional level. Yes. It was very, very, be- and I, and I would also urge anyone who could get any extracurricular program or even intracurricular program such as the IB, IGCSE to go through with it. Absolutely. It's very nice. Yeah, and it's very helpful
1: in the end it depends on how you believe in those things so what i do believe is is in the end it's investment Mm -hmm. in yourself so yeah it is so so if it is adding curriculum or adding extra curriculum that might not help you in your future but then it will help you as a personal level individual correct i would go for it some people will not because they just think of getting the (laughs) certificate just for a the sake of getting the certificate i
0: th- i think that uh, just thinking like the crowd and doing the conventional things won't get you to great places if you do things that are wild that are different that uh, are maybe more interesting and also more hazardous and, uh, and adventurous you will get in great places in life i think
1: exactly mm-hmm. i i really love your statement i really really find it really thank you very much exactly to the point and and that's what we need. What we see, like successful people, all about saying is taking that risk. And well, hopefully, I it. am. And I, I know you are. So
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's really interesting. Really, really, I'm really mm. uh, astonishing by the way you conclude it all together in one sentence. Now, having said that, you yes. go to University of Bahrain, mm-hmm. and it, nobody thinking you that you are the one, and then you've done all of that, and you you choose your major, which indirectly was in your pipeline and how long did it take you to graduate then in this case, if they didn't allow that?
0: Uh, See, no, actually in the University of Bahrain, I tried usually to take the topmost amount of subjects within each semester. So I started off the first semester with uh, six subjects, which was a downfall to me because in some subjects I did not do so good and it affected my final GPA, but still I had merit from the University of Bahrain anyways um and in i believe in in two or three uh semesters i had seven also and even in the the final semester in which i graduated i had my thesis at the same time that i had the maximum level of uh subjects also so but still it boiled down to three and a half years If I took the third semester, which was usually that time within Mm -hmm. the holy month of Ramadan, then I would have finished much earlier. But I opted to have that time for myself, for God, for my family. So I did not opt for. So without the extra third semester, I also finished much earlier than uh, others would uh, do because I had this in mind. Uh, You know, I just wanted to leave as soon as possible.
1: All right. And Mm -hmm. how
0: long that took you from the beginning till the end? Yeah, like uh, beginning to end, maybe like three and three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yeah, almost three and a half years. Yeah. So it's still good. It's still compact. I mean, it's, it's still, yeah, it To that it extent is. that you call compact, it's still compact. Like, like it is, <laughs> it is. And, and bear in mind also that, um, I also did not continue this, the, all of the semesters back by back. You know, I, there were some issues that happened at that time period uh, in which, uh, it caused me to, uh, withdraw from uh, many subjects and also withdraw from the the semester. Uh, And so it also had a gap. So basically when I graduated from uh, school, it was 2010 at the end of 2010. Mm. And I joined uh, in the, the, uh, yeah, the end also of 2010 in uh, Bahrain university. And I finished in 2015. So there was a gap in which, you know, I withdrew so okay. basically yeah we could uh, if we counted maybe it was like um it was five years but the actual study approximately 3.5 uh, to 4 uh, years yeah nice mm-hmm. nice so
1: to that extent it was fulfilling for you i think right so after that when you graduated you had high aims were you trying to find a job or what was you <laughs> thinking about or you go back to your dad like Hey, dad, I graduated. <laughs> no, you have
0: to. <laughs> what was going there? Well, uh, see, I know, I, I knew that for a fact that if I went to my dad, he would help me find a decent job. Uh, you know, because, um, my dad knows a lot of people everywhere. So basically from his line of work. So I could have done that, but, uh, I actually had a job opportunity that was given to me while I was studying in the University of Bahrain. Uh, you know, as mm-hmm. per, Part of uh, my studies as a minor in translation, I had to go and actually have uh, a, a, not a probation period, uh, a training period mm-hmm. with one of the translation firms in Bahrain. Okay. So I ended up uh, joining in one of the firms, the the topmost um, uh, f- media firms in Bahrain, um, and uh, I I finished my two to three months with them. And they directly also gave me uh, an opportunity to work with them. And I work with them until today, uh, today as a freelancer, because I, I obviously have other places to be other things to do, but I am freelancing now with them until now. So from 2015 until now, 2023, I'm still working with them.
1: Oh, mm. nice. Nice. So, so you work with them as a full time. They, they, first of all, they give no, you. As a freelancer. Oh, so, so yeah. at the beginning, they give you like a project in order to fulfill the university requirement correct, correct. for, for graduation. They were
0: not. See, whenever, uh, uh, someone that goes there as an intern, internship, mm. um, they don't usually give him high tier jobs because they want quality at the end. And even if they do jobs, they will have someone else check them. So mm-hmm. I wanted to get a step ahead of that. So what I did was I tried my best until before the, the, the finishing the time of my internship there, I was actually doing proper work for them that does not need to be checked by other people. Oh. So yeah, so, so I think that was the reason why oh. I, I got the job opportunity and then I went ahead.
1: Wow, that's really interesting. And then they give you a full-time they it. employee and you they started did. with them. I
0: started with them, yeah. But soon after, I, I left because I had to go and study abroad and and we couldn't find a Yeah, a where compromise. you had to talk with your father, which you had to convince him that you need
1: to do a completely shift burden because… The way we we as an Arabic culture, especially mm-hmm. uh, when I said Islamic culture When it's come to educating people just like you going to be a sheikh or uh, that program An stuff. Islamic reverence. Yeah. <laughs> exactly So normally that will happen when you're going through, for example, not even high school Their parents will decide it or you will decide it if this is your correct path. And then you'll go to to be specifically for that uh, job, (laughs) basically. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When you had all of this, Mm -hmm. and I mean by all of this, like you've been... A student in a private univ- a private school with a diploma and IGCE and then with another diploma, mm-hmm. and then you had your another merit with yes. a, a bachelor degree mm-hmm. in languages and minority in translation, and then you fall in love to the subject where you would went to, uh, uh, you know, as religious a, studies. Uh, not, not even religious. When you went to the uh, kind of Trying to get uh, your certification uh, progress Which as of the requirement that you have to do certain hours in this job Where this Mm -hmm. job find you and Mm -hmm. they believe in your skills And they they were so so happy with you That they even uh, don't have someone else to quality check your work And then they actually give you a proper contract Mm -hmm. Why? Where you graduated
0: What makes you leave all that Uh. and go? See yeah. I, I did call it a calling before and that is an understatement because I believe it is much more than that. It is also intertwined with faith as I believe as a Muslim see uh There are some things when you figure out and when you see and when you learn in life, you would know that this is your path, even though maybe you do not fit, as I said before, fully into it. But it is something that is a must. It is like an obligatory thing from God. That is what I believe happened to me. Why? Um, See, As I told you that I had this shift when I was 18 years old, which is very late for someone who wants to go to, you know, Islamic studies. Usually they know that when they are like 10 years old or something. Exactly, and that's what their parents will do. Go to Iran, go to Iraq. Hence hence your question. See, um, what happened is that uh, I found out that I had, let's say, a certain capability of, um, interacting with the youth and also with giving them the Islamic uh, teachings that they need, even though they were the same age of, uh, of me, uh, you know, and at that time period. And there is actually a story that I would not like to disclose, but mm-hmm. w- after that happened to me, the certain story between two brackets, after that, then I knew that this is the path that was meant for me and that I should go and pursue. And, uh, so I did. And, um, it was a difficult decision to take even to convince myself. It was very difficult because, as I said, I did not fit within the criteria that is conventional for people who would go and uh, study religion. Mm. Um, but all in all, I think, you know, after all of this journey until this day, I, uh, this is the best thing that ever happened to me, I believe. Okay, and and that story when
1: you disclosed that that between that bracket when was that
0: exactly uh, at the same time the 2018. I mean, sorry, I mean when I was 18. <laughs> when I, w- so you had this even before you go to university. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay, yes. Okay. So I decided to go to university um, for many reasons, for stability and for a backup plan, and also uh, to please my father. Also, and uh, <laughs> yeah, finally, finally, it was because it will aid me somewhat. Uh, and then I found out no to a large extent In my religious studies also
1: Now when you went there really And you started your religious studies mm-hmm. um, It's different for them And especially so when you different. will come So different From all other students that they will come Especially in, you went to Iraq isn't it you said? Yes correct So so all the students around you no, no, no not only that Let me say what are the thoughts Of the
0: people surrounding you You don't need uh, really yeah. to mention that But <gasps> If yeah. you don't want to disclose no, it, but it. No, this is okay. This I could answer is they were all astonished that I would have this inclination to go. Some people exactly. had this. Yeah, most people. Some people know they said, I knew from my heart that since you were young that you would go and do this. So there, there was a split. Okay. But uh, hugely, most people would say that they were astonished because uh, the general um let's say trajectory of my whole family also uh, it was not towards religious studies but rather towards business towards uh, self-improvement etc mm. so they were a bit amazed and some people still to this day are so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. when they found out of, uh, for example who my brothers were who my family were they're were saying you know like um, it's like a path that we would not think that you would go to so exactly
1: mm. and having said that your achievement in school and your achievement in diplomas mm-hmm. within the school and yeah. then your achievement within the university to say the truth i career. don't i
0: don't think that they were lost uh, rather they were very well invested so okay. yeah even though i went into another field like these certifications and credentials they don't matter anymore exactly mm-hmm. yeah but to my individual level as we both said it did a lot And what about the other way around? The other people that you Uh were
1: like, I mean, the other student or candidate? Okay, so my, my, yeah,
0: so, so, so the 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 peoples in the 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 religious school that I went to. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, see, they were so different. Um, not because I had finished the the university degree, because many of them have actually one of, uh, my colleagues uh, over there uh, had his master's degree. Not only, yeah, not only the BC. So, anyways. Um, You know, they they were different because of their backgrounds Because I was at that time the only Bahraini that was in that school Many other Bahrainis then later on came But I was the first one there So that in itself was a huge difference So I decided that it was best to understand the culture And also focus on the study at the same time So that I would be with them as one And I believe that to an extent I was successful in that Okay,
1: and how long, um, just a general
0: question. Now. Yeah. The, for the benefit of the people that
1: they, they don't know about that. Okay. Um, How long is that normal curriculum in order
0: to go to this religious
1: studies until the moment you will wear the turban? The turban,
0: okay. To, See, uh, it, it is very different and different schools uh, do it differently. But in my school, when you uh, leave the intermediary level and you go to the higher levels of uh, Islamic studies, Is the time in which they would enforce you to wear the turban, even if you do not want to, because uh, now this is your uh, work field. It is just like, you know, like the medical students changing their scrubs. Okay. Mm. And, and from white to blue so that you would know that this is the doctor so mm. that people would benefit from you. So this is what happened. And uh, there is no set time period. It depends on your, um, pace because it is a free study. So you could choose how many, uh, lessons you had. You could choose who the teachers are. There are several teachers teaching the same subject. So you choose. And, um, basically in my case, it was like two years and seven months exactly. Two years and seven months. Yes. And that's average or no. that's very fast? No, no. Or? See, um, I, I, I want to talk about the school actually without okay. mentioning which school exactly, but, oh. um, this school in itself, um, usually it would take one maybe like four years to three years to five years, uh, depending on his tendency to study or how much he is busy in order to finish that. Um, uh, see, there are two factors that are very important. First of all, that they study for approximately 10 and a half months a year. Mm. Uh, when you compare it to even academia, and when you compare it even to other religious schools, you would see a vast difference in which the the the, the curriculum, I mean, the, the the study year is very long. You could also continue even in the months in which there is no study, as much as you can, as much as you want. So that was a very helping factor. Another thing, we had a very strict, um, let's say, administration that uh, enforced attendance to mm. uh, by teachers and also by students. And if there was any missed class, then you would have to, uh, you know, compensate. So you cannot just uh, miss a class and then not have anything. Oh. So, So, yeah, so I think the general and there are people also in my school that finished in the same time period. So it is not something special about me. Uh, rather, the school aids you to whichever extent that you want to persevere. Okay,
1: okay, mm-hmm. so it was very strict as well. I can
0: tell her. Very, oh, uh, let me tell you this. We had like um, um, daily exams, weekly exams, monthly exams, uh, bimonthly exams, semester exams, an exam after you finish each book. Um, an exam after two years, like a unified exam. And, you know, wherever you go, it's an exam. Mm-hmm. Uh, daily, you'd have to attend all the lessons and write everything that you have learned today. And you would have to have a study mate in which you would repeat the whole session of studies that you have today with them. So you would both, you know, one of the, you would be the teacher and one of you would be the, 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 the student. And it was, uh, it was very tiring and fun. You know, I, I at sometimes, at sometimes, um, there was like, I dare to say like 15 hours of studies, continuous oh. studies. And then yeah, we would sleep and then we would go ahead. But that largely depends on how you organize yourself. You know, I was an expat over there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm I'm not living there. So I, I decided that I wanted to go in a faster pace in order for me to achieve more things because, you know, I'm there. I don't have my family or my friends you don't from have Bahrain. Social
1: media, social life,
0: basically. Uh, over there. No, I, I did. But uh, what I was saying is that I left the social life of here. Exactly. So I would be more free there. And that is one of the most prominent reasons why I traveled. And uh, so, basically, based on that, you know, it is a very challenging. Even the 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 success the 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 grade in which you would be considered as a pass is eighty percent from all of those, like the exams, et cetera, projects. Mm-hmm. So it was very challenging, very, very challenging. And, uh, some people would say that like two, two years and seven months in order to finish the preliminary period of studies is so fast because some even do it in seven, eight years. Oh. Yeah, they do that. But, but. Is it because of your school or is it because? Exactly. Because of our school and our administration and our teachers also. Uh, the whole system, basically. And, but what I would like to say is that, um, There is a testimony of, uh, you know, people succeeding and achieving because there is like a unified exam in Iraq, in which all of the religious uh, schools, schools, students would go and would have an examination Uh, the school in which I belong to. And also the accompanying schools that go under the same administration, they were the highest achievers always in those tests. So we would compete with people from outside of our schools and it would show. And even, you know, I I have much to say about this, but uh, I think this is enough to show that this school is uh, special in itself.
1: Okay. So you mean to say that's the quality of this for the graduate of this school Mm -mm. is normally superior than other schools. where doing the same thing.
0: I I can't say that for sure. But but what I could say is that there are testimonies of this happening. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, if I would ask
1: you uh, the challenges that you've been uh, for this uh, religious? What 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 is the best name to describe it?
0: Religious studies. I okay. Think so, it, it, what it's is failed. the
1: what is the difficulties <laughs> mm-hmm. that you faced the
0: most when you do this? See, I failed and failed a lot in the beginning. You know, even though I had all of these certifications and credentials that I thought would mean that I would succeed and excel from the first day, mm. but what actually happened is. No, I I started failing in many examinations at the start, and failing is not an option for one who studies in such school, uh, because it was a different type of study. See, in Hausa, which is the religious study uh, for uh, Shiites, which is the the, the ones that uh, the Muslims that believe in uh, twelve uh, imams after the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him and his family, um, these houses uh, actually you know, the 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 whole religious uh, study uh, groups that are uh, within them, they do not study as uh, other places like the academia studies. Because in academia, there are set points uh, that, and achievements that you had to make. Mm. You need to memorize a lot of the things and you need to yeah. understand a lot of others. <laughs> and basically, passing means that you have a well-rounded idea about a certain subject. In house, you have to be a specialist. So basically, when we read a book and when we study a book, we study it from the cover to the cover. That is the first thing. Second thing, we stop within each word and phrase. Why did he use this phrase and not other? We try to criticize the book owner and we compare the knowledge that he gives with um, other books that are in the same field. Exactly. We make our own, uh, you know, like um, uh, uh, cultured guesses and uh, educational guesses about what should be the truth. And so we have to formulate our own view of the whole subject. So Mm -hmm. when you finish you know everything and all the details regarding it so you don't know the only the information its background uh, where it came from what what, uh, was it based upon and the conflict in it uh, the evidence with it and against it you would know all of this this is what Mm. you would know so and this is why it is well known even in not only the shiite background but also the sunni background that people that study in hausa for example are really good exceptionally good in arabic and in in the way that uh, they understand syntax and grammar and uh, the the all um, you know phonology and etc yeah. all of this yeah, yeah. so um i think this is the reason why okay now if i would ask you what is
1: if I would compare between the two, between the academic and that include mm-hmm. your your uh, school, your IGC level, the diploma level that you talk, your bachelor degree itself, mm-hmm. and then the religious studies, the conversion between the both, which one was difficult? What was what was the challenges that you think that one is?
0: See, in in the first uh, the academia study, mm. the thing that uh, was actually difficult for me. Is memorizing because I'm very poor in memorizing things. I am very efficient, I think, in understanding things. But in you know when I have set things to memorize, I'm I don't think I do a very good job. And I memorize through understanding, not through just uh, blank memorization. So that Mm -hmm. was I think the the most difficult thing that I had. Anything that had to do with memorization is very difficult to me. Actually, I failed with an E. In uh, social studies, in mm. the last year of uh, high school, for many reasons, one of the reasons was that um, we did not have a chance, you know, to study the full course because it was later on obligated to us by the Bahraini government and the ministry that we need to study this. So we spent the last year, I think, not studying the whole um the curricula, mm. but and we had to crash course it for the last two months, etc., so that we we would uh, have our Bahraini certifications. And um, fair enough, we did, and I, I I got a knee, so just higher than enough, would maybe I don't know how much, and it affected my GPA, but still, I alhamdulillah I got married, thanks to God. So, anyways, that was the difficulty over there. In Hausa, it is truly a different world, and exactly, yeah. yeah, and and and. I had the biggest problem and hurdle to me was trying to recalibrate my mind to this new part of study in which I do not have to just understand and accept, but rather criticize and formulate my own opinion and try to understand in depth. And uh, it was very interesting. And, 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 and basically it rewired my whole brain, I think. Oh. Uh, yeah, it, it, uh, I, I feel that it makes one much smarter. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the general uh, public in Hausa. Mm. So that 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 I think is the main difference. Do you think that experience you only experience it because you have different
1: uh, background of a study, or normally all the students that will go to Hausa, even if they
0: were not going to high school and university, will have that? Uh, no, I, <coughs> there must be a difference between one who goes to Hausa with his uh, you know academic studies. Uh, I mean, mm. finishing until the university and ones that don't, you know, because. I, when I entered this house, uh, Mm. I had many other uh, colleagues that did not go to university. And we were essentially studying the same thing. The pace in which they could grasp the information was much slower than not me, but the, the ones that studied the university. I am not here saying for the house students go to study university or don't, it is up to them and, and many Because Hausa will will take from you at least 15 years of study. Exactly. That's the normal logic. That is the normal logic. It is. Uh, To me, it worked out differently. And to me, I see that... It does give you uh, an edge when you go and compete within Houser if you have, uh, you know, like the university studies. So I still believe in that. I still believe in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So so I think it's because also your parents wouldn't think that. The people around you, they didn't really believe in that. And you, just like you mentioned, you you knew your true call in an incident when Mm -hmm. you were 18 years old. Correct. And that's a true call allowing you to say, like, okay, I need to go to university to finish and please my parents, but at the end, this is my true call, and I do know that this is my next step, mm-hmm. which is really astonishing to see that you've done that. Uh, perhaps another people will not even, they will just, like, we, they will skip uni, and then they will do whatever they want, but then you wanted to, um, to an extent, to... <coughs> to make sure your father and I mean your family pleased with, with you, then you've done your Of more. course,
0: that was, a, uh, you know, that was one of the, the aims, but not one of the higher ones, you know, or the reasons in which I went to uh, university. Mm. I believe that there is a fine line between passion and excitement. If you have passion towards something, then you would do it, but you would do it in a ve- very well-rounded uh, way and you would be very smart and intelligent in approaching it. If you are excited, then you may do things that would not work out to you and they would not benefit you at all. So I had passion, not excitement. I tried to control myself and this is why I kept myself, let's say five years, four years away from the studies that I really wanted mm-hmm. uh, to do something that is more logical to me at that time phase, phase. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, that makes sense now
1: you, you when you graduated as uh, as a sheikh or what was well, like when you finished this 2.7 years or mm-hmm. three almost 3 years of from your life in iraq mm-hmm. and then you came back to bahrain do you have to go there or what what is the what's mm-hmm. happening there when you- see
0: uh, I, I as i told you i started the 23rd of august 2015 And I continue until today, you know, even though I'm Bahrain now, uh, because I've been since the epidemic because, uh, you know, there were, uh, I've seen that the situation is getting more dangerous and I decided to return to Bahrain and still I did not return to Iraq, except for a visit or two. So I, I did not return until now. I am going to hopefully very soon after Shahar uh, the, month, the holy month of Ramadan. Mm. but um, you know, even the years I spent in Bahrain, there was online studies because it was like the new popular <clears throat> thing to do in all of um, the places that uh, that uh, that provide education, however it may be. So Hawza wasn't any different, it had to accommodate to the epidemic So they stopped all um, the, the personal face-to-face lessons And they started all of these lessons And I continued teaching and studying And I continue until today So um, th- that was not a hurdle But um, basically, if I am going to go back and continue my studies Inshallah, hopefully very soon, God willing I will do that and uh, maybe I will be abroad for 11 months a year until I am content with the level I am To continue s- my studies also here I will not stop, inshallah So basically you're saying Is, is
1: graduating from the le- Let's say it's level 1 Permanent level correct, is, is, correct, is, is correct. Will take you ab- approximately 5 years on a normal pace if you were really slow perhaps seven uh, you're really fast like really fast, fast like like two like and a half two and, and, uh, and a half uh, free, yeah. just like yeah you, so yeah, you're fast the medium and, and then parameters. the slow mm-hmm. but then when you come back it's on also to continuing going there for
0: for another level or, or there is something that i'd like to say from this podium which is that religious studies is to much effect very, very close to uh, medical uh, studies because medical studies do not stop. Research does not stop. Uh, Mm -hmm. Even the doctors, the MDs, we think that they finish their certification after 10 years, 15 years, and then they stop. No, they don't. They go to seminars, they have their research papers, they have their interns, they have their attendees, they have their, you know, the, the whole system is geared toward lifting the most knowledgeable to the top and mm. then keeping those least knowledgeable to the bottom until they grow or until they leave, because it is not an option when you are holding a scalpel in in the OR and yeah, yeah. in the theater, <laughs> and then you're know, opening someone, and then suddenly, oh, which which uh, where do I go? Which line do I cut, etc. So uh, life does not work like that, and so is religion, because mm. see the most top things in this world that you could study is either the body or the soul. Do you think that you are a small matter and within you the whole universe is bent? Within you, within your soul, within your body. So, uh, and also there is a narration by the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and his progeny that says that uh, actually the sciences too. Mm. the science of the body and the science of the soul so these both are very serious because when you're talking about religious studies it is the way in which people go to the thereafter Mm. and we're talking about the livelihood and, and also you know the medical studies it is the way in which a person could live and survive so they go hand to hand I believe and also they are very 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 similar you know um, let's talk about the most high-ranking uh, scholars yeah. o- on, in this world uh, Let's say Ayatollah uh, Sayyid Ali Sistani May God extend his age um, He was studying since he was 13 one, three years of age he, yeah. Since he was a teenager And he continues until today He's he's teaching and he's researching And he's writing, etc And uh, I have met him several times And, uh, you know, always he'd find wise words to say And uh, what i uh, notice is that um in 1992 it is the first time in which he declared that he's going to be a source of emulation which is a marja or hmm. someone that would give fatwa so imagine uh, from I-, I believe he was born in um in 19 19- 37, 31, 31 maybe thirty-one. I think uh, I don't know. So at least sixty years, six zero before he became marja, source of emulation. Before he could, he he gave He's fatwa able generally able. Yeah. to people. So imagine what type of field is this? What credential do we give him? Do we tell him you're a professor, you're a doctor, you're a? <laughs> it is something much higher. But also yeah. in the medical field, there are people that uh, study since uh, eighteen years old until they die. They continue, you know. Like like they're <clears throat> 70 years old, 80 years old, they're giving seminars, they're performing uh, operations if they are deemed fit by the Ministry of uh, Health in which they reside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, it uh, it is very interesting to me to see the similarities between religious studies and also um, uh, medical studies. And basically, you know, they both produce uh, very knowledgeable people and uh, the way that they learn is very, very nice. Interesting. Now... Um I want to ask you something
1: mm-hmm. now when you come back to Bahrain and uh, what was your true call into going to social media
0: Oh no, <laughs> this subject is very long now uh, I I don't know if we should have brought this into the, the end of the 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 this episode but I think I I have something to say about the see I had mm-hmm. the idea of merging between uh, you know my proficiency in English and also exactly. uh, my knowledge in religion that I have gained uh, with God's grace, but, um, I was always hesitant Because it needed planning It needed, you know I I always pushed my ambition down And I was saying Oh, I need to record 50 high quality videos Five zero So that I would be able to go And, and then not suddenly have uh, nothing to give Or or uh, for example, if I have something Like uh, content gap like Exactly, I want to continue I want to continue And uh, yeah, exactly So mm. two years and a half maybe Or one year and a half I can't remember very well I was planning to do this, but I could not. Suddenly in one of those days in Muharram, uh, Sayyid Muhammad Aqeel, which is a photographer. And uh, I think he is from Marq in Bahrain. Okay. I think he's from Marq. So he actually told me, called me and told me, they say that you know English. And I said, yeah, they say so. And so he said, come with me to Manama and we'll just take some short clips, uh, you know, just introducing people to Muharram and what happens in Muharram. So I told him, okay, that is fine. So I went with him and then he said, just go. (laughs) And I, uh, you know, I did not plan anything to say. It is just uh, all in one day, all of this preparation in one day. So uh, we had our first videos that I still cherish to my heart. And Mm. what happened is that he actually um, had a TikTok um, account. And I am still very hesitant to enter TikTok. I think I'll stick to Instagram and YouTube so far and, and I'll see what will happen later on. Okay, We could talk about that later or never. I don't know. But <laughs> anyways, uh, it is a very difficult place to go, to be in TikTok. Yeah. It's very controversial until now, uh, not in, only in the East, also in the West. The way the algorithm works, the way the videos are exposed to you, true, it's something. True, true. Anyways, so... Uh, what happened is that uh, we recorded the video and then it went viral, super viral, you know, uh, within like two days. I don't know how much, a hundred thousand K or something, you know, a lot of views and it spread in 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 many places in social media. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it, it, and, and that was only one session of recording. We had like six videos we recorded uh, just spontaneously, like uh, less than one minute and it spread about and. I've had many people call me and tell me, "Do you know any places that give sermons in English, like Matem in English, in Bahrain?" And I told them, "No, I, I don't actually." One story, however, touched my heart very dearly. Oh, yeah, and that made the change. Okay, and I, um, uh, you know, a certain person. Let's say I, I will not disclose a lot about him. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't need to. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 he or she said, uh, mm-hmm. or let's say they said that it. It would be an honor for their spouse to come to a sermon because they became, they came into um, Islam uh, very recently and they wanted, uh, into Shiism Islam and they wanted to have something in English. So I went ahead and I told them, yes, there is a sermon directly in the phone call. Mm-hmm. And I, I had nothing planned. I, I just said it out of my mind. And then they said, okay, when I told them today, um in uh, 12, A.M. in the morning, you would see in my channel, in my Instagram channel, a story or a post that will tell you all the details. Mm. And uh, just to to be clear, um, the Instagram account, it was idle. I did not use it, not active uh, since 2015, since I went to Hauza. I deleted all the posts, everything, so it was all empty, and I just kept it to watch. That's all. So um, it started, uh, you know, the the photo shoot that was with Sayyid Muhammad, it was in the 4th of Muharram. Mm. And this call is in 7th of Muharram. In between both, I had nothing to do with English. So I I basically just stopped after those posts and I was just watching how much viral it was. Anyway, so um, I told him, yeah, today I will will tell you. And directly I called one of the people I love uh, from Manama, one of my dear friends, and I went to him. And uh, when I went to him, then um, uh, I actually told him, I want to propose. He told me to whom? It's Muharram. I, I'm saying, no, not to a lady. I'm, I want to propose. I'm already <laughs> married. I want to propose to a matam. And he said, okay, uh, come to us uh, and we'll see. And so I went to him. He does not work with any matam, but he went, to, he usually went to matam Hajj Abbas <laughs> al-Manama. So I entered and uh, there was Sheikh Ibrahim uh, al-Safa. Uh, may God aid him. He was giving a sermon in Arabic. So when he finished, um, I went to say it and told him, okay, let's go and talk to the people here. You know, like it's a good place. And he said, no, let's go to another place because, um, you know, I, I have really good friends also over there and and they are more likely to accept. I tell them, no, it does not need acquaintances. It is just a project and sermons in English for Muharram. So mm. if they like it, they will do it. He said, OK. So I sat with Sheikh Ibrahim Al safa and also the administration of uh, uh, Matam Haji Abbas and uh, they were very kind to accept directly. And... Okay. Uh, They just had a few negotiations, few questions and they were fully answered and then that's it. And I started the next day and there it exploded. And oh. I had uh, I also um, declared in my channel in the 8th of Muharram that now we would have uh, sermons in English and people shared it like crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and and you know and and all is past and all is past. All is history after that. And now the currently the channel is gearing towards uh, 10k followers. Uh, Muhammad underscore bin Ashur uh, in um, you Instagram. Must check it out, guys. You don't <laughs> have to follow him. You must. Uh, that in was case <laughs> you want to know more. That that, that was not uh, an intention Advertisement I was just It's it's okay
1: It's okay I I know I know (laughs) Well for the benefit Of the people Who listen to this podcast Whether you are Listening from Spotify Whether you're listening Or viewing it Through YouTube Of course They deserve to know How to get in touch With you And normally uh, My guest normally I would also Shout out Mm -hmm. About their accounts It's Muhammad Underscore Yes Bin Ashur I'll also Write it Below In the description So Mm -hmm. check it out In case you want to know About religious things And Islam This is your guy (laughs) (laughs) And when you had this Explosion, Mm Sheikh, like What was the aim For going really for Social media, what was the the thing that makes you going to social media, Mm. aside from giving ceremony in English, which I believe
0: it was not there before in Bahrain. It was the Uh, first one? uh, There were some past experiences. There was a tent Mm. in Manama, in which people were not uh, religious scholars there, but Mm. people that are very knowledgeable about Islam, to talk about it. Um, That was one. It is on part of uh, the society still in Bahrain, active now. um and also uh, there was also a uh, sheikh uh, doctor uh, maytham uh, also um used to give uh, sermons in english but uh, they they, re- they were very occasional so these were the first uh, uh, trials i actually had no contact with either i i did not go to manama in the times in which the tent was there nor mm. did i nor was i acquainted to the doctor uh, the, doc- the doctor sheikh before um so to me it was new Mm. To Bahrain, no. There were some trials before, and there still are. There still are, you know, but uh, not very public. And not only that, but you have to say when attend it wouldn't be as a full
1: ceremony in no, English, no, no, just no, like no. in it Arabic. It was just uh,
0: exactly. questions so, and answers, exactly,
1: etc. So, so, so people, for example, people who are non-Muslim, they will just want to know for Islam, just information about Islam. In case they will really. Uh, got mm-hmm. a favor of knowing the details of that location and that yes you know, yes they would not only know. would come to know mm-hmm. and if they reach
0: that spot safely. Correct. I mean in muharram
1: it's really crowded manama. You yeah
0: know. yeah no it is safe. I, I know that when you say safe you mean like uh, traffic safety etc. Yes. And
1: the time to travel the time
0: they will reach there and well,
1: maybe they reach there nobody can speak in English <laughs> exactly, and, exactly. And the person who should give this. This information. is
0: why now from here I am saying if you know English I'm speaking not only to you I. I'm speaking to all English speakers from the Ja'fari school, which are the Shiites also, and also the Sunnis. If you speak in English, then um, in ceremonies, wherever you are, wear a shirt that says, ask me about Islam in English. And then people would come and ask you, especially in Muharram, you know, like you're wearing the black dress, and then at the back, ask me about Islam on your chest. Also, ask me about Islam. People will come and ask you in English. So that is something good you could say. But... uh, as uh let's say an experience that i had no uh, it was not presented in
1: bahrain oh exactly exactly which was actually really amazing to have you here in the podcast for this specific reason and and because as i said i didn't see anybody aside from bahrain i didn't see anybody well i have seen some in england which is yes. basically iranian and Ye- to all to to give you honestly they weren't that they didn't convey a pure message in english itself they were like saying little bit of english and then they will have a little bit of other you know, language okay 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 so they were not really conveying a full english ceremony or mm-hmm. in, in lengthy
0: from the start till the end see i actually see uh, there are some families such as the Qaswini family in Orange County, America. And also, um, let me remember the names uh, because memory fails me, as I told <laughs> you before. al um, Mudarisi family, yes, okay. in UK, and many other families. Uh, they do have uh, you know, turban-wearing scholars there. Mm. Uh, I've been always uh, talk, uh, you know, people can okay. communicate. There are also some other uh, people in, in social media that I'm just uh, getting to know. Mm. Uh, you know, many sheikhs. I, I don't want to mention one because then I'd have to mention the others us, and I forget uh, the names yeah. sometimes. So I'm sorry for not giving a shout out. But anyways, there are. Mm. But that I found recently after I started. But um, it is good to know that there are some uh, people, you know, like crusaders going uh, and giving the <laughs> message of Islam in the most beautiful way, shape and form. Exactly. Exactly. And that was the
1: the spark to your interest to go in Instagram and spread that awareness and knowledgeable lessons. Correct, it's a platform. Yeah, in in Instagram because you find that that, that gap. If mm, I if correct, I say, it. correct, correct, and, and perhaps there's a lot of them
0: doing it in Arabic. Yeah, a lot of them. It's in, like in Bahrain it's abundant. Also in Bahrain. It's abundant, especially in Bahrain, as you said, abundant. Yeah, but English, it's like very very limited. English is very limited. Yes, and and what I'd like to say is that. The the reason why, not the reason, but l- let me focus on something else, which is that um, there is a problem in which because we have, uh, you know, a low amount of people that are willing to do so, mm-hmm. there are some people that are going into this field and they don't have the appropriate knowledge. Yeah. So this also poses a problem, which is why in English it is more difficult to find accurate information regarding the Shiite, um, you know, uh, uh, way of thought, the school of thought. Uh, rather than the Sunni school of thought, because, because there they have, uh, you know, basically, when you compare Shiites and Sunnis, Shiites are, of course, a minority, a small minority to all Muslims. Mm. And more than that, um, there are many other difficulties that we face, especially as Shiites, uh, in, in, when we want to convey our point of view mm. and also in the, the type of education that we receive, et cetera, many, many other things. But anyways, I don't want to go in depth in this, but generally what I'm trying to say is I am trying to find a niche in which you would get uh, scholars that are uh, very heavily educated in their field and also very proficient in English. You know, it is very difficult to follow um, a person who, who let's say, um, does not formulate the sentence clearly Because, you know, just a change in one word in a fatwa or whatever Or explaining a fatwa would mean totally different things exactly. So it is a bit dangerous Exactly It is not like vlogging or anything It is like spiritual vlogging It's something exactly, different yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly and, and the people will hold you accountable for, for they, a such a mistake and, they, mistake and rightfully so what which, which I agree and, and having said that it actually I have not published this episode 12, which is prior to this. Okay and for the people because the time this will be published, episode 12 already published. Yes. One of my guests, his name Hussein Husseini mm-hmm. where he discussed his experience when he was in Australia. Okay, where there was nobody to talk in matam in English, or t- and he took that opportunity before sheikh come whatever, and he say something like that in English, and s- specifically out of this, he said it his mind, and in this podcast okay. he said I has to sh- like I had a chalk because yeah. I thought <laughs> if I made a mistake, correct, they will hold me accountable for they that, would, and
0: you know they would.
1: You know the backfire so and that will happen after that? It mm. is its going to be brutal. I, exactly, and I mean it. Exactly. It's going to be really because brutal. Because people <laughs> would see that they're
0: defending their religion now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they feel inclined to be very strong in voicing their opinions. Exactly. I, and they were with me also and many others. So I I, I, I appreciate that. It comes from a good place. <laughs> it does come It does come from a good place.
1: It's, it's, it's actually, it's, it takes a lot of courage for you to say that. And it takes a lot of courage for you to do it the way you are doing I really congratulate you Thank for you what your achievement. I am sure you're going to be something huge. Um, since you really take that courage and, and stand with all the difficulties, yet you don't have uh, a lot of experience in it. Yet you don't have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lots of people going to well, criticize well, 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 you. Well, for... <laughs> that is, that is for time to tell.
0: <laughs> that is for but time then, to
1: tell. But then you show up and you've done what you have said. Uh, you deliver really strong. Ceremony. It was the first Muharram. I believe Thank that you, it brother. happened. I appreciate and that. Also, very much. you mm. continuously uh, share the content in both in English and Arabic. So, ladies and gentlemen, in case you would love to know more about Sheikh content and to get to more in depth into knowledge of Islam, check out his Instagram account and his YouTube as well. Yeah, it's in- linked in the Instagram. So Instagram is the base. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Now, before we end this podcast, we, we, uh, I just want to know a little bit less, just for you, just for me to understand because in this podcast, this platform or this, mm-hmm. this channel is not about persons, it's about understanding that. But I just want to know some, some small details before we sure, end this podcast. Go ahead. Now, yeah. now, as, as a sheikh, Okay. Yeah, I'm imagining now you're in Bahrain mm. you're gonna have some upro- challenges you to go there for a really long time and then you mm-hmm. come back I mean just to mm. level up and then come back, level up and come correct, back correct. and uh, according to your vision where you want to reach, it's open, it's just for you Correct. now when you come Bahrain and mm. the way you're giving community back I don't need really need to ask you this because now you are giving the community back with uh, content mm-hmm. aiding their questions okay, yes. and aiding their uh, inquiries and Anything they are not really sure about, they will call you and whatever. And then also you're gonna deliver your content based on them or frequent asked question and whatsoever. Correct. Now, <clears throat> what does your daily routine looks like? Oh, <laughs> that <laughs> As, was <and> such <laughs> a curveball! I did not expect that. That was the question
0: you were aiming for. Anyways, uh, see, uh, uh, the timeline is personal. Uh, for each person, it is different also. And for each, uh, whether he be a religious scholar or not, it would be very different. But for me, uh, it is excruciating to uh, a very high level. See, because um, the many activities that I go into are copywriting, professional copywriting for one of, for many high firms in Bahrain and even some governmental firms. I do that to them. Um, that is my job. And uh, also, I have my own studies to focus on. I have my students to teach. I have uh, many research papers to write um, for um, entities in Bahrain and outside of it and for my personal sake also um I have my newborn child uh, Fatima as many people know God bless her yes and you too also thank you she's less than 2 um, months old now and um, I also have my my family time and I have my photo shoots um, my montages, I, I also have, um, uh, you know, recording the videos initially, initially, initially. Yeah. And initially. I, initially. It is. Sometimes it sticks to the tongue in a way that does not work out anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I have many things going around. So sometimes I would sleep for only four hours a day. Oh, God. But I don't promote that and I don't consider it healthy and I surely do not want to do that. Whenever I can, I sleep nine hours, eight hours a day, even mm. sometimes maybe when I'm free, maybe like 10 hours a day. Mm. But uh usually the the schedule is so compact and so many people require so many different activities and uh, I want to have it all. I want to serve as much as I can. I know mm. I have and you do and all of us have, you know, just like a brief time in this world that we need to actually put our... Uh, You know, uh, fingerprints and uh, actually Mm. affect the people around us after affecting ourselves. All change starts from heart. So uh, we are here to mend ourselves, mend the society and hopefully be people that are great, not in our eyes, nor the people around us, but great in the eyes of God. Nice. So I think this is a good way to conclude uh, this uh, so, session. So yeah. it's is, is really compact, I can tell. Very, very compact, very compact, uh, in which sometimes I end up not seeing people around me for maybe like two weeks or so. Uh, this just happened actually recently. You know, I have just a, a little bit of time to go and visit here and there. And I know the scholars, the religious scholars, are even more busy than I am. The, my You know, my colleagues and my, yeah. my teachers and my... They are, uh, it's not strictly me, but uh, since you asked, uh, you know, this is a, a, an in view into um, uh, how I live.
1: Oh, Mm. it's really challenging. I I can't tell how the people who criticize you for for not knowing anything and then they thought like (laughs) you're just doing an Instagram post or something like that. They think their life is so easy for you. (laughs) No, actually,
0: as you said, uh, the problem is, you know, when I started my Instagram channel, I had like 26 volunteers, but they all have a life. And I don't have a way to to sustain them also, because you know when you p- want people full time with you for social media, you'd have to pay them. Yeah. And you know it's their right, it's their time, it's their effort. So, um, because I don't have the financial resources to aid and boast such a team. Mm. I end up doing everything uh, by myself, you know, like the the montages and then even the videotaping. Yeah, that I had to do. As you did and as many people, you know, all people that started in Instagram, they started alone. And some people still are. But, you know, you see the problem in which I don't have enough time comes into it. exactly. Having said that, like,
1: even if you were really, really good at it, to the extent that you are professional in it, let's say, to the extent that it's a task from you, so you're gonna divide it from your time, and correct, I can tell correct. from the number of tasks that you just have said to yes, me. Yes, yes. Let's yes, say yes, you yes. keep 10% out of it just for video editing. Mm-hmm. It's 100% way better that 10% to hand it to someone else correct, who would have 100% correct, percent correct. focus
0: on it. Of eight I, hours I, of a I, day. I trade it. that headache at any day of the week. I trade it. But uh, for now, still, you know, I'll continue just as I am, and we'll see where it hap- where, where it goes. Amazing. Now, yeah. any
1: final thoughts to to its final gener- to to any final? Let's say any final wisdom you want to spread to future
0: generation, your past, or anybody you wanted to see, listen. See, to this, I this I, I don't revere myself as the wise man, uh, actually. I've said the contrary several times within this interview that I don't see myself very fit within this uh, field as much as others that have, you know, higher wisdom, higher. But there is something that I'd like to say, which I think is very sure. beneficial, especially with this globalization, social media, etc., so on and mm-hmm. so forth. Which is that it is very important to know the person mm-hmm. rather than just look at what he's doing and judge. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the general public. It is now very easy. It is actually the easiest to judge people from afar. Sometimes you would disagree. And disagreement is something that is healthy. It is not something that is bad. You need to get around it by knowing the person, by knowing the ideology, by knowing. So I have no idea and get, to, I mean, I have no problem into uh, getting to know new people, uh, to understand their culture, their religion, the differences between us, um, you know, it is something really good. It's actually revered in the Quran. At the end it says, So the, the this verse essentially in English is, uh, the people that are guideth, are the people that listen to the different points of view and follow the best. So mm-hmm. this is what we all should do. And we have made you different nations and people so that you would know each other. إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنَّ اللَّهِ أتقاكم And the best among you is the most pious. So that's it, I think. What a way to end this podcast,
1: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's an honor to have uh, Sheikh Mohammed. Thank you. It's an honor for, to be here. Thank you very having, much for giving me this you chance. This two hours from your time <laughs> to be in this podcast. <laughs> I really, really value it. I I really wish you all the best. You and too, congratulations you to too. you on your achievement. You too, brother. What you Thanks. have done in in a very short span of time is humongous. Yeah, I, well, I humbly, <laughs> I humbly accept and thank you a lot also. <laughs> so thank you for that. Uh, as I, we said in the beginning of this podcast, if you're new to this channel, make sure to subscribe because 2023 is all about hot and interesting guests lined up for that. Stay tuned and see you soon. Boom. <laughs>